Uh, you can talk. I mean, it's not recording. Just start going. It, just start. Say something. Is it recording? Yes. It's been recording for is it, a minute. You, are you recording? Yes. I, I haven't hit record yet. Well, hit okay. record. Hit rec- Please. You have to give me permission, Marty. Okay. Did you give me permission? Mm-hmm. I'm, okay. You're so full of crap. Welcome back to Tattoos and Jesus. We are so glad that y'all have joined us today on this adventure. We just want to let you know that we are on Spotify officially. Apple podcast will be coming soon after a quick approval. And we will bring the theology couch or the therapy couch with theology to all platforms in the next 10 days. And we will be live rocking and rolling so we are excited about that we're, we're glad to have everyone back today i fear that it may actually lead to an internet shutdown why is that all the internet traffic is going to be hitting spotify and apple and it's just going to come to it's going to be a screeching halt because we're just that popular because, with, that's our right. three, with our three streams <laughs> and our anchor ad that's correct currently have um Uh, so have you okay so you went and listened to our first episode i did yeah uh we had to we had to edit it Mm -hmm. so i had i messed up i said Uh something wrong i need to clarify oh yeah yeah go ahead go ahead because i came out of the closet as a race fan um much to your surprise and in yes. my in my doing that, I actually made a very crucial error. I said that Dale Earnhardt passed away on February nineteenth. Right. That was wrong. He died on February eighteenth, and that makes me look bad. It makes me look like a bad fan, but I have a really good excuse. Well. You also are testing all of the true NASCAR fans out there. That's so. fair. That's fair. We should take a poll for our listeners. Uh, but no, fe- so February 19th, and this is actually kind of a sad story. Uh, so my wife and I are foster parents. Uh, we can go into that on a different day. Mm. Uh, but our very first foster placement, um, which we have now adopted, fast forward into the story. He's our son. He's five. And as in addition to his brother, uh, however, the first time we received him as a placement, um, the courts reversed that decision after a few months and sent him back home. And it was unexpected. It was pretty traumatic. Uh, it kind of went against what we told what we were told was going to happen. Right. And that happened on February 19th. And gotcha. so February 19th is a very significant day for me, uh, in addition to the 18th. Uh, I, was about to say, I mean, it's right up. There. I mean, it's, it's pretty important if Dale is right there beside it. February just has some days. It does. It does. Coming strong out of the holidays, and then it tanks for, for a couple weeks. Right. So anyway, so that's why. That's that's it. Gotcha. That that makes sense, though. I mean, both of those are very significant. That's so right. Easy mix-up. Anyway. Maybe. Probably not. But what, what else we got going on in the world these days? Well... I was thinking this week, and we had mentioned it a little bit about um, this article that I saw about Cinnamon Toast Crunch. (laughs) What? I've missed this. Huge fan of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Right. Okay. I mean, number one on the scale, we'll get into our rankings in a few seconds right right during the the coffee review but so cinnamon toast toast crunch caught some flack this week because there was a forgive me for not knowing there was a celebrity who bought a box from sam's opened the bag and out comes take a guess the cinnamon toast crunch no no close in no way a empty shrimp tail, a little, a shell of a shrimp tail came out covered in cinnamon. How does that, how is that even in the same factory? I, I mean, my, in my mind, I'm playing a factory worker 
eating shrimp at lunch, <laughs> tossing a tail in the in the distribution section. The reality but, of the situation is this celebrity is upset about it, but everyone should be applying at the cinnamon. To what what company is that? I don't know. The cinnamon toast crunch factory, uh, because clearly they treat their employees the best. They give them shrimp cocktail. Well, I mean, yes, I a general meal. General Meals is Mills is the company, but he was very upset, and he 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 took it to a little like look at these black dots and things like that. It is what it is. That's debatable. You know, it could be cinnamon. You don't you don't know. Um, but there was a I mean, Cinnamon Toast Crunch released a statement saying. We believe that that is a cinnamon cluster. And if you literally look at this picture, it is 100% an empty shrimp tail. So they're saying 100%. the shrimp tail is a cinnamon cluster. Right. And then they came out and apologized, tried to give them some free cereal. They tried to cancel Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No way. But it's not significant enough to actually can't like everybody loves cinnamon toast crunch. Like, give me the shrimp tail. I'm taking cinnamon toast crunch. It's okay. I mean, I'll pick it out. I'll be honest with you. I'm googling this right now because I have not seen this. Okay, this is new. It's on CNN though. I mean, it's big. It's big stuff, man. Oh yeah, that is not a cinnamon cluster. That is a shrimp tail. 100%. However, a shrimp tail covered in cinnamon toast crunch powder, I would eat. Would you eat it if it fell out in your yeah, no, Clearly, it's clean. Clearly. It's processed. Right. Right. It's probably more healthier than what is an actual cinnamon toast crunch. Okay. But, so this is actually rather disgusting. I can't, I don't, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even picture a situation where this happens. Uh, but anyway, I've been looking forward to this story because after you told me uh, we were going to talk about it, I had no, I truly did not have a clue what, what it was about. I missed that. All right. So we've decided that we are going to rank our top cereals while we do the coffee review. Right. And right, so right, just right. like Every week here on Tattoos and Jesus, we review a famously cheap and significant coffee. Uh, and Josh is, is taking one for the team today. Um, I feel like we're kind of 0 for 2 here. Last week, we had a tornado. Uh, last week, we had a tornado that kept us from doing a coffee review. Also, yesterday, we had another tornado, one we week did. apart. That's we insane. Did. That's not preventing the coffee review, though. What is preventing, well, you're doing a coffee review. I'm abstaining uh, because I had the stomach bug that's going around. Uh, right. I don't know if anybody else had it, but I have been, I was deathly ill on Monday evening into Tuesday morning. I will not give you the details of that. Um, huh. but you. it was, it was no cinnamon toast crunch. So mm. anyway, and my stomach has been off ever since. And so the idea of drinking coffee just makes me nauseous. But so Josh, what do you have for yes, us? A famous dirty brew from where you work, what you got? Right. So we ordered this every week. Pam, who works here said probably for the past, you know, 20 years, they've ordered this brand. And so it is your simple Folgers medium roast medium classic medium classic roast. classic medium roast I don't know why I'm holding the cup up like people can see us but I'm gonna do it anyway and it's just your you know you can probably get it for six we could do like a little prices right here. I can it's tell like, you I can tell you exactly how much it is I'm how much right is now. it Marty bring it on down how much how much do you think for one of those big like you the know big those red canisters. containers the red yes. canister Six dollars and twenty cents. Shout out, George. Six dollars and twenty cents. Yes, you're close, man. Folgers at what is that? Thirty ounces at Target six ninety nine. Oh, I would have I would have won the game though. I, I didn't go over six ninety nine. That's right. Prices. Right. Uh, however, other place Amazon five forty nine. Mm, that's a, a lot dollar, of coffee too. Dollar fifty off. So let's see let's see what we got here. All right, what you got? I mean, it's hard to give an honest review because I drink it pretty much every day here. But it's just like your classic. It's not as good. So to put it in perspective, it's not as good as like a bun waffle house coffee. 
but if you scale it back, it might be like a local cafe coffee. It sounds like everything you want from average. Yes, 100% flatline average. Probably would purchase it for the money and the size. All right, so tell me this. On a scale of 1 to 10. Yes, sir. 1 being, uh, I don't know. Shrimp tails and cereal. Shrimp tails fresh. and cereal. And 10 being the best coffee on the planet. Right. What are you giving it? You, give, you said right down the middle. Are you giving it a 5? That's so. Give, you know what? I'm. I'm giving it a 5.4 because it's a little bit above average, but not too much. 5.4. Yes, 5.4. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a note of this because we're going to start keeping a, a score. That's fine. Uh, 5.4 Folgers medium roast. Yes. Uh, I got it. Um, it doesn't take much, though, to be above Waffle House coffee. I drink, I, I eat Waffle House like three times a week, but that coffee's intimidating. It's, if you look at it, you're just like, it looks good because it's the bun. It's like tradition. And, yeah. you know, if anybody's listening that doesn't have a Waffle House in your area, you need to go visit. That's true. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it, it is a little intimidating. I actually was a Waffle House manager training for three days and it's fairly, very simple uh, process. So, but All it's good. coffee, most average coffee brings a simple process. It's hot water over grounds coffee. Yeah, some, most, most of the cheap coffees will be that, yes. All right, so there we go. Folgers, medium roast is a 5.4. That sounds about accurate. I drink Folgers at home currently it's what i've got it's not medium brew i don't know what i have right now actually um and yeah it's it is right it's exactly what i expect when i'm like hey listen i need some coffee in my life but i don't necessarily need to enjoy it but i don't need to unenjoy it either right it's kind of the bar yep it's right there at it and so the only comparative to that is i would say maxwell house is its biggest competitor right when it comes to just your like yes. big big box company Yep, that's we'll yep. have to hit up some uh Maxwell if they have a medium roast. I don't know. So, we'll all right, cereal. Uh, we decided we're going to what look at kind of talk about what are our top three cereals in light of the cinnamon toast crunch snafu. Yes, we'll do the top three cereals and then we'll dive into today's yes. topic. So, go ahead and lead us off. Oh boy, all right, I'm gonna. So what am I giving you my favorite first? No, I'm not going to give you my favorite. I'm going to save my favorite. All right. Number three. Yes. Number three is hard because number three is one of those like up and up for grabs cereals, mm -hmm. right? Like I have a solid number one and I have a solid number two. Uh, number three. This is. There's a lot of cereals that I enjoy. Some some of the special case, that sounds weird. It sounds like I need fiber in my diet. But some of the like special case strawberry, special case blueberry, really solid. Cocoa puffs, uh, some of the chocolate cereals. However, I'm going I'm a sweets guy. Like I like sweet things. Uh, I'm going to go with frosted Cheerios. You did all of that talking. And you went with Frosted Cheerios. I love you Frosted Cheerios. You went from Special K to chocolate and landed yes. on Frosted Cheerios. I love okay. Frosted Cheerios. They're so good. Also, when you said the word. Tricks would be up there, too. I love Tricks. Tricks, Tricks is my uh, number three. Tricks, Tricks is your is, number three? It's my number three. Tricks is my number three. Dude, Tricks is, oh, man. You they are what, not for kids. But you know what pisses everybody. me off is they don't do the shapes anymore. I know. They're just, they're they're just, just the Tricks balls. Yeah. Who it they taste better when they look like the fruit they're imitating. Exactly. Trix is Trix is up there. Trix is my number three. And you also became about twenty years older in my mind and said <laughs> I like special K cereal. <laughs> so I just want to let you know your 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 view of that when we were on the Zoom just was like, wow, you know, he really is like, you know, up there. But, All right. Number two. Now my number two here is I'm, I'm kind of predictable here. Uh, I'm going with Frosted Flakes. 
is my number two. Yes. Here's and here's you why. Have any like you just diversity stop. in life? Listen, here's the deal. I put Frosted Flakes on a pedestal with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Wait, 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 wait. Let you me explain. What? Yeah, Frosted Flakes. So I have this list that I keep of foods that consistently outperform expectations. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich is not something that I ever crave. I'm never ever like, what are we having for dinner? Ah, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. However, when I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I love it. It always delivers. I love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but you never crave one. Like I'm never like, man, I want a PB&J, but dang, do I enjoy it when I get one. And Frosted Flakes are the same way. Like they're like plain enough that people are like, mm, give me something better. But I've never had a bowl of Frosted Flakes and left disappointed. They always deliver. They're the perfect amount of sweet mm. with just, you're like Frosted Flakes. Mm. They're delicious. I love them. They never disappoint me. They are good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought you said you, you eat them together. So that makes no. more sense. That's a great comparison. That's an idea, though. If I could have, stack all of these, like, they do outperforming foods. They do chips on sandwiches. So, I mean, cereals might be the new trend. We might have just started something right there. Um, actually, number two for me. hold on. Stop. Oh, Funny no. story. They actually did that when I was at North Greenville, where I went to college. They, I think they just were cheap, and they were running out of foods. But they made mm. these peanut butter and jelly tortillas with Rice Krispies on them. They took a tortilla, put peanut butter and jelly, put Rice Krispies, rolled it up. So it was this like crunchy PB&J tortilla. Exactly. It's exactly what you're thinking in your head. No more, no less. So let me get this straight. It was good. Were these people under the influence of marijuana? <laughs> I'm away at North Greenville, man. You get kicked out for that. Yes, we were. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that sounds exactly like something that you just sort of like. It was in the cafeteria, I promise. Oh, I think I'm gonna add this on here. Um, okay, anyway, sorry, sorry, got distracted. All right, you're number two. Moving on, fruity pebbles, straight up. That's all I need to say. Fruity, fruity pebble. pebbles, Tr tricks of fruity pro. That's no different than me. Like I know, frosted Cheerios I, I just thought about and that, frosted but it's okay. flakes are like kissing cousins. Fruity Pebbles, yeah, and tricks. They're also see Fruity Pebbles are good, but I don't know. They're they're a bit dense with the flavor for me. They just slap, man. I mean, they they're always they're always delivering. They're I mean, good. that's that's how I feel. I'm not putting them at number two. I'd put them in my top 10. And you get the off-brand. You can't tell a difference. I tried it with my wife. She tried to tell me she could tell a difference. I put both bowls beside her during breakfast one time. I told her to try each bowl and pick the Fruity Pebbles one. She couldn't do it. Off-brand, huge bag. It's like, I don't even, Dino Bites, I think are what they called, what they're called. And they're just as good for like $4. You get like, 80 bowls out of it so that's actually where i like you get and it doesn't matter what brand but the uh what are the chocolate fruity pebbles called cocoa pebbles cocoa pebbles yeah there you go they're great because not only do you get a bowl of cereal you then get a bowl of chocolate milk yeah that's fair that's, that's two fair. for one that's a twofer that's fair all right number one on the list <clears throat> yes sir it's actually gonna be cinnamon toast crunch same that's my number work. one we're done. I, I don't think I've ever met somebody that wa it wasn't Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Yeah. to be honest. Like, a lot of people's is – you can't cancel Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Even I can't stop there. eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm -mm. I literally will eat it until I can't feel like I can eat anymore because it's so delicious. And the milk is better than Cocoa Pebbles milk. Oh, my goodness. That cinnamon milk? Like, mm. it is – got to mm. keep stirring it up because exactly. there, is, there ends up being a, like – A ton at the like bottom. sediment. Yes. At the bottom of the ocean, exactly. of nothing but cinnamon and sugar. Yes. I'm equally in a moment of euphoria and health crisis at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I, me either. Cinnamon toast crunch. It is. It. it is hands down. So I don't eat 
most people, I don't know if you know this, I don't eat desserts. I don't eat sweets, mm. right? It's this New Year's resolution that's kept going on and on. Well, you, sometimes you get a sweet tooth, right? And you want something sweet. And so I have to find workarounds. My workaround for not eating desserts is Cinnamon Toast Crunch because it's breakfast food. Mm. That's, I mean, I think it counts. But I don't want to get in this argument because we've already went too long, but we can edit it out. So I had this, I had this argument with my wife and one of my, one of my best friends uh, who I used to live with, Grayson. So cereal without milk is no longer cereal, in my opinion. They, they were trying to say, yeah, I, I eat cereal with no milk. And I'm like, that's not, that's not cereal. That's, that's a, that's like a, a chip. That's, that's like a, it's just not cereal. Cereal has to involve milk. You want my okay. opinion on this? <sighs> yes. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they told me. So, <laughs> How about cereal? hot cereals? what is hot cereal that's not even that's not even a thing there's no way that a hot cereal that's called oatmeal like you can't that's what i have for breakfast today oatmeal panera's steel cut oats baby steel that's what the cha-ching first i had uh yeah it's it's really good it's got cinnamon on it Mm. some point i told you my stomach's messed up it was good for it made me feel warm inside without the distress well, they'll listen to it and be very glad that that just happened because they a cereal without milk is no longer cereal. So I also think at some point we need to talk about pop tarts. We'll do that. So we'll do pop tarts to me are kind of in that cereal level of there's a lot of different ones out there. Some right. are great, some aren't. So next week, pop tarts and coffee. Oh. Pop tarts and coffee reviews. Mm. All right. All right, let's jump into, uh, let's continue our discussion from last week. Last week, when we, we, we kind of introduced this idea of disconnection, right? So COVID has created this interest, interesting dynamic. Uh, and, you know, as I think about this, I was listening to this little, you know, on Facebook, there's those little 30 second videos that pop up. I was watching one uh, earlier this week from Dave Ramsey, and he made an interesting statement. Mm-hmm. He said, money is not bad. That's not the interesting statement. The the interesting part is he said, money just reveals what's present, which can be bad. Hmm. He said, so if you are a selfish or poor manager of your resources and you get a lot of money, it just exacerbates and shines light on the fact that you suck. If you're naturally altruistic, you're a giver, you're a helper, and you receive money, you will just continuing to be who you are on a bigger stage because of the resources you have, right? Mm. And so I say that to say, when I think about COVID, did COVID really create disconnection? Because uh, that's what we're talking about, amongst other things. Okay. Or did it just amplify a pattern that's already kind of been present in society? Uh, and so to me, and I'm, that could be a, a discussion on its own, but I'm almost like, you yeah. know what, I really do think that with technology and with the busyness, the pace of life that, and I can only speak to me living here in America, um, has been, I really feel like COVID only just shined a light on a pattern that was already present. Um, and so we kind of wrapped up last week by kind of saying, listen, you can be uh, completely disconnected and that's not good. We weren't made to live on an island. And then we also said you can be overly connected to the point you lose yourself. Mm. And so living at either extreme is not really where we want to be. We want to kind of live in that tension and kind of exploring where those tensions are. And so this week, what we want to do is kind of shine a light and kind of look at how that has related to our belief systems. And that's more towards the, I guess, the faith side of who we are, you know, as being a part of church, being part of the Christian community, how have we seen our beliefs be challenged and maybe even in some cases changed? I don't know. um, As a result of being disconnected over the last year, Josh, what do you think? That's a mouthful. That's good though. I like it. I like it. Um, no, yeah. So, 
disconnection slash, you know, kind of COVID related disconnection has created, um, I feel like that it has created a, I'll say a clearer mirror for yourself when it comes to your life, your beliefs, your relationships, your career, because when you when you're when you stick your head down almost and you continue to go through life you continue to continue your routines you know you fill your schedule up you don't have time to look at what you're doing a lot of times and so as therapists especially that comes out in different ways so like these could be like these underlying emotions that you don't talk about because you're continuing to go and to go and to go and that shows itself in certain areas. You know, you snap at your wife, you know, you snap here, you feel depressed, you feel anxious. And these are rooted in things that a lot of times people don't realize. And so disconnection, I think that's a great example, will, will more than likely shed the light. And especially during COVID, when you're in quarantine on um, kind of root issues um that could be present in your life or even you know it could make you realize like you were talking about last week the good things that you have as well like with your family and it could make you kind of almost like a strainer like it it, it strains out the just the uselessness of your life and keeps the meat or the you know it keeps the the good things that's in your life and helps you focus on that and get rid of the rest of it and so that's kind of how i've pictured disconnection especially during covid being in quarantine you you're forced to reflect and when you were forced to reflect you come face to face i feel like with a clearer version of who you are and what you're doing in life and what you believe and the people around you and and going through that process yeah as you were talking it made me think that so what i believe in theory should fuel how i behave and when i think i use the term when the world came to a screeching halt when i when i think about that time two things surface because i and i've seen this like i was talking to someone the other day and so often we just act we just behave like we go through the motions. It's like we're a conditioned animal to just do, do, do. And then we have time to reflect. And one of two things are going to, or I guess one of three things, the good option is you realize in that time of reflection, you know, is my life li being lived in the way that I want it to? And if the answer is yes, then, oh, good, good, green light, keep trucking. The other two popular ones is I think in moments of reflection, there's lots of times we have those moments. You know, I immediately think of times when we lose a loved one, right. immediately following those, a lot of times there's a moment of reflection. Yes. Um, COVID just kind of put a, a bigger window on that time. And so the two things that stick out to me is you either realize <clears throat> I'm not living my convictions. You know, I believe these things or I say I believe these things and I really think I do, but are my actions in my life living up to it? And then the other side of it, which is more on like the questioning, the beliefs is, do I like I'm living in a certain kind of way, but do I believe it? Hmm. Right. And so, so it's kind of the question of, are my beliefs correct or are my actions correct? You know, you kind of, you can bounce back and forth. And I have seen some people, especially in the Christian community, more go towards the whole, am I, do I really even believe this or have I just been going through the motions? Right. Exactly. It's kind of like the, the classic battle of faith and works like the faith and works faith without works is dead but we also know only works equals religion to a certain extent and so i think that's a good that's a good parallel between the faith and the works and what you're saying with what you believe and how you behave so how do you feel like most people are handling this in the situations that you're um that you know of are people tending to pull away from their faith or are they tending to maybe re-engage their faith? So 
I've had both happen. So some people that I've talked to have asked and then, you know, just be like, what do, what do I believe? Why do I believe it? And then they have reached out to other people to help them through this process. And so for those people, they have come to a realization with themselves, like I either need to be committed to my faith or I just need to figure out what life is for me personally. And so um, a lot of those people that I talked to pre, you know, me going through it, you know, just to see what, what everything was about, I guess. Um, a lot of those people walked away from the faith. And a lot of the people that had that conversation was, um, I just don't know where I stand, so I'm not going to be fully committed, which I respect. And so I feel like as a Christian community, a lot of people shun them instead of being open with their decision. Yeah. And, you know, and just kind of like, oh, well, you've left the faith. Let's move on. And it's just, you know. And that on. does sound almost controversial to say, you know what, I support you in walking away from the faith. Um, but I think what you're saying, and I completely agree with, is nobody wants to halfway do something. Right. Right. Like there's a quote out there that involves profanity, so I'm not going to use it, but it's like either do it completely or don't do it at all. Mm. It's kind of the meaning of it. Yeah. And and I feel like especially with faith, at least in, in my understanding and the way that I approach my faith is I think it's important to have moments when you're honest with yourself about what does your faith mean to you? You know, and if that takes you to a place where you check out a little bit. I just appreciate the fact that you recognized that you were just kind of going through the motions. And I think that there's something to be said for just being honest. And we talked about last week, authenticity, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, I don't want people to disengage from their faith. I want them to realize that they were mm-hmm. kind of halfway doing it and fully engaged. Right. Like I don't have my faith because I think it's phony. I don't have my th- faith because I think it's just this like pattern and ritual that makes my life easier. I have my faith because I believe it with my whole heart. Right. And so when I see someone step back from that, you know, I appreciate the fact that they're being honest. Like I don't want somebody that's going through the motions at the same time. I want them to see the same value in it that I see. Exactly. And what I think that what, you know, Jesus didn't spit out, he spit out lukewarm and he didn't spit out whether you were one side or the other. He spit out the people that were just a lukewarm people. And so when you step back and you say, okay, do I, re, you know, how do I re-engage with my faith to the full potential or do I need to like figure out if this is even real? And um, from my perspective, sometimes it's hard to determine whether you're doing that or if you're just in a spiritual drought and it could be the same thing. So asking you, you know, what your thoughts are on this, this is kind of the thought process I was on this week is sometimes a spiritual drought can look a lot like being completely disconnected from your faith. But in the same comparison that you use with the bench press, you know, on that last rep, you're getting stronger, but it looks like you are just completely weak. Right. And so um, it's, it's easy to get those confused. So we're not saying like, if you're in a spiritual drought, don't go to church, but you know, for me, the sovereignty of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit will bring you back. Yeah. And that's where some, I try not to be scared when I feel like someone's disengaging Mm. because my hope is that whatever they're doing, that God will use as a catalyst to get them to where they need to be. Like sometimes we have to, because of just where we're at, we we choose to go through a hard time to wake us up, to see, you know, to see where we're heading, to move us back to where we need to be, right? Like sometimes things have to get better before they 
get worse before they get better. Mm-hmm. And, and my hope is that's the case It's for these people that are like, you know what, I'm either in a spiritual drought or my faith just really was just, it was just a repetition that I was caught into. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step away from that. My hope is that they're not happy, right? My hope is that through that, they realize, you know what, I wasn't where I needed to be, but pulling away from it is definitely not the answer. Right. And it serves as a catalyst to yeah, get them re-engaged, but re-engaged in a real and authentic way, not back at that superficial level that they were once at. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of the the process that we are doing through this series is how to have a healthy yeah. disconnection that ends in you fully reconnecting with your beliefs with your relationships so we'll walk through our beliefs and then next week relationships and church and then how that affects our behaviors yeah and so you know because in the bible i mean people went through times of wilderness and out of the wilderness they always came out stronger and so you know every story has some type of wilderness aspect to it and so, you know, Jesus gets baptized, he's thrown straight into the wilderness, and then he's straight into ministry. And so, you know, times like this will happen with every Christian. And it's, you don't need to be completely scared of it, because a lot of people that I talked to were worried and scared. And, you know, it is to a point where if you start doubting you start freaking out a little bit because you're threatening your entire livelihood and foundation that you've built and for most people your faith or your religion it's not just about how you live on earth it has eternal consequences exactly regardless of what your faith is there's tends to be an eternal component and so when you question it yeah there's an anxiety there because it's not just where am i eating dinner tonight Mm. right it's where am i eating dinner for the rest of my life ever 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 infinity Exactly. And that's exactly why people, that's why disconnection can be healthy because people will step back, they'll analyze what's going on, and they may be able to reconnect with their faith in a way they've never been connected before. Almost like the Truman Show example, where he's in you, this bubble. You and hey, freaking Truman Show. Hey, that, it's a good movie, first of all, but he, can, but he just steps out to so much more. There's yeah. so much more offered instead of the bubble he's built his life around. Sure. And it, it, it applies a lot to people in church who grow up in church, especially in the South. Like you look at, you look at the church in Iran right now, church, the revival in Iran right now is unreal. Like they have, I read an article that said over three, 3000 Muslims are being converted each month and starting house churches. And you look at something like that, and then you look at America, and you look at the two different cultures, and you you start to peel back, I would think, what a, a, a scheme of the devil would use. You have persecution, and you have distraction. And, you know, living in America is a huge blessing. It's awesome. It's a, it's a great, great country. But it can also be filled with so much distraction. And Every excuse love. to do everything. Yes, exactly. There's so much going on that you get lost in the uselessness that hopefully is strained through through this process that you lose connection with what actually matters. Like, does it actually matter that you watch that Netflix show for eight hours or that you got on Instagram and checked to see what was going on at Facebook. Now you're trifling. You need to step back. I'll try. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm back with my, if I I didn't do that, I wouldn't have had my Dave Ramsey analogy yesterday. That is true. Be careful what you fill your time with. How about that? Is that better? (laughs) Listen, what you, okay. You're about to get me on a soapbox here. We don't have time for my soapbox because what, okay, this, this makes so much sense. So we talk about disconnected as if it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but the truth is we don't know what the outcome is going to be, right? That's, that comes years down the road when we see what are the ripple effects of society changing in rapid fashion. Mm-hmm. But I could dare say the question is not, 
Are you questioning your beliefs? Well, it is that, but it's also a question of what did we believe in to begin with? Hmm. And unfortunately, in the American church, I feel like many of our beliefs involve God, but it's more about the the belief system. It's more about the system that we operated in. You know, it kind of reminds me, and I don't, I don't want to get too questionable here, but in the Old <laughs> Testament, moving into the New Testament, the way that Christ confronted the Pharisees. Right. They got so comfortable in the religious practices that they had lost their purpose. Mm. And I think sometimes, oftentimes, that's true for us. We have gotten so comfortable in our practices that we've lost our purpose, mm. right? When you look at missionaries in China, when you look at the faith movements in less than ideal conditions, persecuted church around the world you see an intense revival because those people only have purpose mm -hmm. right now their purpose is then lived out in practice whether that's in a house church or some other way but the truth is for them to say my faith is real means they're willing to die for it i would dare say and and embarrassing to say maybe put my name on the on the list of in america if 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 Am I willing to die, right? Am I willing to put my faith on that level? I hope so, but I've never had the gun to my head to make the decision, right? right. I've never had that gun to my head to say, you know what? I'm going to deny Christ now and hope for grace and forgiveness, right? You know, and I think that's what it comes down to is just saying the proof's in the pudding. And I think to a degree when it didn't, it wasn't convenient, when it wasn't part of the cultural flow anymore to be part of this, to be, to attend church and to go through the motions, then really maybe it was just the reality that it really wasn't my purpose. It didn't, it didn't burn within me. So I don't really pursue it anymore. Hmm. Because the truth is, and I'm going to steal yeah. a point that you gave me yesterday, I'm sorry, is <laughs> we do not live in a culture that pushes us towards healthy faith and relationship, mm. right? And so, yeah. like, if if culture's a river, right, right. we're just drifting down to wherever it takes us. And mm. so, when we're no longer having to, it's no longer culturally convenient, when that river no longer takes us to church, when it's no longer easy to do that i think by default when we disengage like you kind of talked about when we kind of disengage from those beliefs just by default culture pulls us away and tells us your faith really wasn't that big of a deal you have everything you need here and now exactly no that's that's perfect that's a that's a great that's a great example you use right there first of all no um no i i think that that's that makes a ton of sense and because when you do disconnect and you are pulled by the culture's flow and you look at so just for me personally and this is going to sound weird and it's just it's i was just so engaged by this i love I it if when you, you're weird yeah <laughs> but so have you ever seen probably not i do not recommend this show so don't judge before have you ever seen rick and morty <laughs> no okay so i'm always intrigued on why shows are so popular because to me it's either really funny or there's some deeper connection that people love about it right and so rick and morty has like a just a huge following and so I started to watch it and I started to see the subtle messages that culture push, pushes in the show. But then I started to see them around in different other networks. And so what they do is they take slow jabs. So Morty, or excuse me, so Rick is a nihilist. And so with nihilism, I think I'm saying that right. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? You are. Okay. So, and so he just believes that nothing matters nothing at all matters we're here based off of science we're here based off of this and when you start and you just start to throw like little thing he did little jabs at christianity like the show would end with just like this random monster just running through the street i remember this and he's just like questioning like just random things like jesus's birthday is not on december 25th and then he just like runs off the screen and he gives you that thought and they then he just leaves you and so you start to question everything. 
And so not necessarily, but you know, if you question that, then you start to question the things that are connected to that. And what I think people are hooked by is the fact that, you know, there's just, there's just nothing, nothing matters. And so the culture's pushing that right now. Like, I don't think it's religion. I just think it's like, we're smarter than everybody. Science is here. You know, this is where we're at with it. And I mean, we're living in a Taco Bell society, instant gratification. I love Taco Bell. Okay. I know. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah, exactly. And there's, and, but, and it's, it's kind of weird and I'm going to pull the example out. You may not like it. You may say, oh, that really makes a lot of sense. But so I was listening to a sermon yesterday by Matt Chandler. He talks about the, the, the three dragons mimicking the Holy Spirit as like an overall symbolism example of culture. And one of those things is like that core belief of nothing matters also takes away the need for sacrifice of sin. Because if nothing matters, then your sin doesn't matter. I'm not and doing good, but I'm also not doing bad. Exactly. And so I think that point right there is what draws people in so much because there's a, there's a sin goes away, but it doesn't take Christ to do it. Right. And there's that lingering thing in everybody that's like, there's more to life because that's what we're created for. And that, that belief somewhat satisfies that briefly. And then, you know, I'm, I'm almost positive. Like you would almost at some point have to get depressed that nothing matters, but yeah. And that's kind of what you were talking about earlier is that eventually lead to unhappiness if you go that route. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the, the biggest things that I deal with in, in therapy is people who are stuck in the cycle of I, I'm not who I want to be, but I can't stop being who I am. And it tends to be an instant gratification behavior versus a long term gratification behavior. And it is so, and I feel it, like it is hard to shake. We all have those things. Mm. Um, I mean, we're almost out of time. We've, we've used up our time for today. Um, Maybe and, part two next week. <clears throat> I mean, it is a four part series, but I, cause I feel like we could keep talking about this, um, but we do need to wrap up. Uh, so as, as you were talking, I'm just led to kind of to pull a bow on this thing. It's not about, am I losing my beliefs as much as it's realizing what are my beliefs really are? Because at the end of the day, we all believe in something. We all believe in something. Um, and there's no such thing as neutral. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, is there's no like pushing in the clutch and coasting. We're all moving in a direction. And so realizing we all have beliefs Our who we are is founded in something and our beliefs are most likely fueled by the gas we put on it, right? And so my question to you is, what's the gas that we're putting on our beliefs? Like, what's the fuel that we're putting in the mm. tank kind of thing? You know, and the reality is, is we live in a culture and a world. And you know what? When I was younger, I hated hearing people say that, you know, the big bad world, there's this and that, you know, but as I get older, I realize we don't live in a society that endorses the faith that I live right? And I'm fine with that, right? Like, I don't want to necessarily live in a society that makes me comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Because my culture is not what saves me. My culture is not what establishes my faith, right? My faith is what happened inside of me and is exhibited through who I am. Mm. However, I have to realize like I'm not in a culture that makes that easy. Exactly. It makes me think it's easy, which is the dangerous part. Uh, but the reality is, is if I push in the clutch and just coast, culture is going to take me away from my faith. It's not going to take me to my faith, you know? And so realizing that is a challenge because it can be really easy to just want to push in the, in, in the clutch and coast. And that's the beauty of the scheme that Satan uses is don't worry about it. You can do it later. Absolutely. And culture culture and the world and Satan, they, they will literally eat you alive and eat your faith alive yeah. if you do not pour that gasoline in there if you do not search and seek and find what your core beliefs are in this time of disconnection you will be swooped away if that's swooped that's a terrible word but i will say this and i'll 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 let you close this out 
one point that I really want to challenge our viewers is if you are in that place of disconnection and you're not real sure about what's going on, something that I landed on was a very similar theme to what Job encountered at the end of, of his time in the chapter. And that was, you look at another human being, just, just look at what a human being is, the emotions that come with a human, the minds that come with a human, and you look at creation, you look at nature, you look at a sunset, and you look at a sunrise, you look at oceans, mountains, whatever it may be, and then ask yourself if you can honestly say without a doubt that there's nothing more and that this was an accident. Because that was the place to where I looked at everything around me. And this is, this was, it really hit me. I'm getting chill bumps talking about it. It really hit me to a point to where I looked at my wife or I looked at my best friend and I was like, no way there's not a God. Or you look at creation and you're like, there's no way that was not a manifestation of a creator. And then see where that takes you. And we'll wrap up on that note. All right. Good job. All right, guys. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. We love doing this. We love you being here. Please give us a review, uh, especially as we hit the different podcasting platforms. Uh, next week, we're going to continue this discussion on disconnection, the pros, the cons. What does healthy connection look like? Uh, hopefully, you'll enjoy it. Uh, next week, I think we're going to jump into relationships, which really actually ties heavily into the belief systems, uh, mm -hmm. and then wrap up with behaviors in a couple of weeks. We're going to introduce a new series, or not a new series, uh, a new kind of feature on the podcast, kind of a spotlight. Where we're going to bring in a guest, uh, maybe somebody local in ministry, interview them, talk to them. Maybe at the end of the series, we'll have our first one. So until then, we enjoy it. Uh, next week, uh, we look forward to seeing you. Until then, y'all behave yourselves. Peace out.